Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Okay, welcome everyone to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. I am Agile Expert Charlie, and I'm here with uh, Premier Success Coach Eva, <laughs> who's a little under the weather today. Yeah, we're we're in it's our, Influenza Wednesday. We are broadcasting from <laughs> our secure germ um, in Cincinnati. Yes, a um, secure um, kind of germ-filled bunker. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've been having some really great shows, um, and I say that every week, and I'm really excited about our returning guest today, especially because um, one of the things we've learned from all of our guests, it seems like um, when you're nice, things go better. When, th- when, it's- when you're positive, things go better. Right. Yeah. Okay, so um, when you're not toxic, things go better. Right. Um, so was that a hard lesson to learn? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it took me a while, honestly, uh, but I get it, right? I, I know we get more bees with honey. It's a simple way to put it, right? Yeah. Um, growing up in New York City, there weren't many bees. So <laughs> I never really understood that. There might... I think there probably were bees. There just wasn't enough honey. <laughs> so um, it's, but the other thing is, it seems like it's really easy to go down that toxic path, especially um, in the workplace. Yeah, well, I think it can be because it's it's whatever it's whatever the culture is, right? So if the culture is somewhat toxic, then everybody kind of goes down that rabbit hole because the people that aren't toxic tend to either get fired or leave. Right. Right. So. So there are those that don't fit into the culture that get let go. And then there are those that don't fit into the culture and say, you know what, enough of this. This place is too toxic. I can't take it. And they and they leave. And yeah. then all that's left is the ones that are toxic. But yet everybody talks about, we talk about this all the time. Everybody talks about everybody else being toxic. No one ever looks at themselves as being like a toxic person. Right. I mean, I'll just uh, say real <clears throat> quick that um, when I did my book, 100% of the people I spoke with agreed, 100% agreed. There are issues, problems, and concerns in the workplace. Mm-hmm. That same 100%, 100% also said the issues, problems, and concerns in the workplace are caused by others. That's right. So, uh, and was that a controlled study group? That uh, <laughs> it was a Quinniac poll. <laughs> Uh, oh, Quinnipiac, sorry. I, I didn't even know. I don't know either one of those, actually. All right, so enough said. Um, we have the privilege of a returning guest here. And again, I say that um, we take a lot of pride in our content. We take a lot of pride in the fact that we have met 99% of our guests. And um, today we're going to really try to uh, water things down a bit and um, – lean more on the sunny side. 
Oh, yeah. And really <laughs> deep and really dive into the heart of self-love. Yes. So, okay. So I would love to introduce our returning guest, Heather Hands. Heather, are you with us? I am. Nice to speak with you both again, Charlie and Eva. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So, um, Heather, welcome back. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with uh, Charlie and Eva. Let me just uh, share with our guests that Heather is a healer of loving energy. Yes, she is. And uh, you can explain what that is. Um, you're also um, many things, a licensed social worker, psychotherapist, certified professional intuitive coach, and a certified law of attraction advanced practitioner, um, a certificate in holistic health, and, of course, um, a mother, and even has um, endured a successful corporate career. Well, and a CPA. As CPA, yeah. I mean, right. uh, so, I mean, Heather, what have you not been able to accomplish yet? <laughs> well, that's funny. I, I recently took this strengths test. I don't know if you all are familiar with it. It's uh, Buckingham and Clifton wrote the book now, Discover Your Strengths. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's different from a lot of other types of these tests, personality and strengths tests, because it doesn't relate to a specific career. It just talks about what you're good at in general or, and what, what brings you satisfaction. And one of mine, in fact, my top one was achievement. So um, mm-hmm. for me, always having goals to achieve brings me joy and happiness in whatever my endeavor um, no, I want to come back to that, uh, but first, Heather, why don't you share your contact information, your website, and things so that our listeners can follow along? Sure. It's Heather Hans. The last name is spelled H-A-N-S dot com, and all of my contact information and social media sites are on that that website. Excellent. HeatherHands.com. So... Um, you know, we want to talk about many things, but I want to ask first, because you're exactly right. I was reading again your book and reading about all of the things that you have done. And that's why I mentioned it at the beginning. And when you, when we hear you speak, you're, you're so calm, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're driving under the speed limit. You own your words. And yet you have all these accomplishments. Um, and so I see like intuitive coach and advanced law of attraction practitioner. And then you tell us first off that, um, you took a achievement or a, a strength test on what your inner strengths are. And, um, it let you know it was achievements. And so. There you have it, right? There's the connection between law of attraction and achievements. I mean, it's it's all related. It didn't happen by chance, right? Exactly, and it, it really puts things together for me. This this list, your top five, I think there are 35 or 40 of them, and um, learning and achievement were were the top ones, and so. So I found that that no matter what I'm doing, as long as I'm doing those two, I'm on the right track. But fortunately, now I've found more of my calling than than uh, my past career, and so I'm able to to apply those things 
but in a way that's really exciting to me and doing work that I love. Yeah, I mean, it seems like um, the calling is screaming. It's not calling these days, right? <laughs> it is. I I actually just made an announcement that my next project is a feature film. I'm starting to work mm. on this month, and it's all about relationships. And um, my goal is to to inspire and uh, just have it be a, a thought-provoking piece on relationships. And I would like to include a piece on work relationships because that's so important and and we all have that, uh, you know, if, if we're working, even, even remotely, if you work with people remotely, there are still dynamics. And so you all, hmm. that's, I feel like you all have such expertise in that area. Um, well, you know, you know what? Toxic. So, okay, so check it out. So in New York City, right, and I worked there from 1973 until 2006 uh, when I was banished to uh, Blue Ash, Ohio. But to get to work, it took me an hour and 45 minutes, okay? Oh, my goodness. So, right, so that's each way. So you well, told and that was on a good day. Yeah, well, that was on the train, right? If I yeah. if I if I couldn't take the train uh, anymore, you know, emotionally, because I'm not one of routine, I would drive. Driving is all bets are off. You know, you don't know if you're even going to get there. So the point I want to make is, you know, you talked about um, remote workers and workplace working relationships. Believe it or not, there's also commuter relationships. There were people on the train that retired. And, sin- and still rode the train because that was three hours of their social life every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really good point. That's an yeah. excellent point. Yeah, interesting, right? Yeah, because yeah. You, you would sit in the same seat. Because yeah. I remember when I would, in the very, very early days of my career, I was commuting on the train into Chicago, and you would sit in the same seat. And if somebody, so if some poor soul got on the train that was new to the train, and sat in a seat that was someone's seat. I mean, it was just like chaos. Yeah. Really? <laughs> like, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's... Territorial. Yep, definitely. I think it's a great undertaking to uh, try to create something like that about relationships. Well, let's take a step back and talk a little bit, too, about, I mean, one of the things, one of your ways of getting the word out to people about what you do in your work is that you've been doing these really, really successful short videos and that really speak to young people. And um, so I think it just makes sense that you're now moving into a feature-length film because that's really, you have such a gift for getting the word out in that medium. Mm. Oh well, thank you so much. I've I've really enjoyed doing those, and I I just finally stepped up to a, a larger production company who they're going to help me upgrade my videos. And it's funny because I almost gave up on them just this past month because of the the workplace dynamics and some of the toxic situations that were going on with some of the freelancers that I had hired, and. You don't know any of this behind the scenes, right? Um, right. But but that's actually, I mean, if you don't have a good working relationship, you don't have anything. And so I'm really happy to be going uh, to this company. Everyone is very professional and supportive, and it just makes all the difference in the world. 
Wow. Uh, they're learning from your example. Probably. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's sort of like you kind of get in the middle of something of whatever you're going to be teaching, right? You know, we got we got yeah. Heather coming in at noon, all right? So <laughs> whatever you do, let's make it look like we're happy. And then all of a sudden, they, just, then, then all of a sudden they, they are happy. And they go, wow, this, this works, you know? Um, like it starts with pretending a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yes, everyone, of course, is... Uh, doing their best and I, I know there's a there's a dark side to everything and one thing I've learned too in, in any kind of relationship is just really taking your time and you know people people show themselves over time and um you know that it's it's easy to if, if someone's been in pain to feel relief if if someone seemingly better comes along but the proof is in the time and how people behave and how you jive with them. So, but I think this is a, a very, very good um, group of people, and um, it's just a relief to work with professionals. It's it's amazing to me how many people um, don't have basic professional skills. Um, you know, it just yeah. seems like such a such a necessity in life. Um, oh yeah, but we these, talk these about that because like we've we've noticed that with people that haven't. I think it's because we all have corporate backgrounds, right? And so we notice sometimes that people that don't have a corporate background. I think when the the one thing that corporate teaches you out of anything is how to work. Yeah, maybe you know, right. and how to be professional. And so you can really tell in different areas when you don't have that. And then when you move from also a corporate environment to a more creative environment, it also differs too in the work styles. And because creativity is just such a personal, it's such a personal thing. And so it, all the personalities come out. Um, I, this is really great. And uh, we're going to dive in much deeper, Heather. We're glad to have you back. We're going to take our first break. I want to just share your website again, heatherhands.com. And Heather, I know you had uh, written a book, The Heart of Self-Love. Is that available through your website? Yes, it's available on my website and at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Excellent. Okay, guys, so uh, stay with us. Corporate Talk with Charlie, Eva, and special guest Heather Hands. We'll be right back. Now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we're into segment two with our guest today, Heather Hans. She's a visionary healer teacher, and she is also the author of The Heart of Self-Love, How to Radiate Self-Confidence. And um, her website is HeatherHans.com, and you can um, learn more about Heather there. She's also... All over social media, Facebook, Instagram, Vine. You can see all of her videos out there, and they're terrific. They're short, but they're so helpful in getting you on the right track. And, Heather, I wanted to take a little bit of a step back and then and then dive back into the film. Um, when we talk about self-love, I know that this has been your life's work. And how did all that get started? Like, let's remind our listeners how you started in this, how you went from being a CPA to someone that's become a visionary and a healer. Well, I think probably during my childhood, uh, 
there was there were a lot of things going on around me in my life and uh, that felt very dysfunctional and toxic and they all they all had to do with relationships and then even beyond that with the way a person felt about themselves uh and i found that that a person's self-love and and sometimes their skill level too but basically their self-love determined their relationship with other people and it became very clear to me that um you you can only teach you can only uh have relationships as healthy as you are and that that we all have a responsibility to to be our best because it affects everyone around us and so i think when i became a cpa i i didn't really know i was kind of just doing what i thought what i was supposed to do and um mm-hmm. and but while i was on that career track, I was spending my free time doing all sorts of healing work myself. And uh, and then finally, I just took the leap. I realized, and yesterday I, I, I had a, there was a story that, that drove this home even further. There was a 34-year-old woman, friend of a friend who died last year of cancer. And when she was asked what, bit of advice she has for people it was don't postpone your joy and so I just feel like there's really no time to spare uh, and that we part of self-love is feeling joyous and doing what you're called to do in this life what you enjoy doing so that's kind of how how I made the switch and it's been it's been all up up it, it's been good from there other than you know the basic challenges of being an entrepreneur, but um, but it definitely feels right being in my calling. No, I you know I think that's terrific, and and it just shows like I I believe in your book you talked about that you know you knew when you were eight years old that you had a calling. It's just that sometimes it takes a while for that calling to actually materialize into a career and a path and something that you can share. And when you talk about Self-love. And I know that a lot of people are talking about self-love, but I still meet a ton of people that when you say something about self-love or even about healing or any kind of healing modality, they still look at you like you have two heads. So, like, for those of us that are kind of in the self-help movement, right, and we understand personal development, professional development, to us it's sort of like second nature when you talk about this stuff. But there's still so many people out there that aren't in that loop. And so when we're talking about self-love, explain what self-love is, because I know that there are still so many people out there that think that if you say self-love that you're like really, um, what's the word that I like, oh. selfish, you're selfish, right? That self-love is selfish and that it's, all about it's, me. it's all about me and it's really egotistical and it's almost narcissistic, which that is not the case at all. So why don't you kind of explain what you mean by self-love? It's a really good point, and I, I still run across the same thing, too. Um, my son always seems to say things more uh, bluntly than I do. Sometimes he can get a point across so much better. He's 10 years old, and I asked him the other day, what do you think the point of life is? And he said, to learn and have fun. And I thought, you know, that's a that's a different way of saying the same thing that I try and say about self-love is that... Um, when you when you 
care for yourself and you make your own self the priority and and you heal any kind of uh, past trauma that may be making you toxic, not even knowing it, um, you are of service to this society. And uh, there's just, it, it's so it's so clear that the more you take care of yourself, the more you develop yourself, uh, the more you become self-aware and focus on your strengths, learn relationship skills, the more people want to be around you, the happier you are. And I believe that the greatest joy or the greatest gift you can ever give someone is your own joy because who likes to be around a miserable, toxic person? Um, so I don't think it's selfish at all. I think it's a gift, uh, you know, and a responsibility even, even that we, that we put ourselves first and take care of ourselves first. Yeah, I th- I, that's a great explanation, and I like what your son said. I mean, it was so simple, but so to the point. I mean, it's to learn and to have fun. That's why we're here, and it's so true. And, you know, I think so many times when people talk about self-love, um, they'll, you know, like we were just mentioning that it's selfish, but like you just said, it's not selfish at all because what you're doing is you're becoming someone that people like to be around. And I think at times we feel like unless we're reaching a lot of people, we're not really we're not really making a difference. But if you're feeling grounded and you're feeling good and you're going out into the world, every single person that you come in contact with, you're making a difference in their life. So it doesn't have to be on this grand scale, just on this day to day scale. And, you know, going to work is one of those places. If you go in there with a joyful attitude, wow, what a difference that would make. Morning, Fred. <laughs> And then you run into Charlie Lobosco. Jeez, I just can't imagine. It's like the black cloud. Um, so when you guys say self-love, um, is it is it a, is it a fair analogy to say, you know, the plain thing where you put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you share it with someone yeah, else? Yeah, that's because been used so much, but it's so true. You're nurturing, right? but you're using it. You're doing it in a positive way, not because you want the air. It's because you need to be strong enough to be able to help the person next to you. Well, I like what you just said about that because it just reminded me of something. You've always, we've all met those people that like sacrifice themselves to be, you know, quote unquote, nice to everybody, right? So they'll sacrifice themselves to make huge dinners or to make sure they get all their Christmas cards out. You know, we just came out of the holiday to make sure that they get everything done. And they're so miserable in that process. You don't even want that gift. I got to go bake three batches of cookies. (laughs) I I don't want those toxic cookies. How much ibuprofen can I take? (laughs) Right. That's exactly true. That that's like the martyr. I mean, whenever I find myself, starting to have those feelings like feeling like I'm a slave to everything that needs to be done around me or everyone it's a wake-up call like this is not serving anyone um no one likes to be around that and and really you're not present when you're doing that you're it's like if you think about a waiter my mom gave this good example one day if you think about when you go to a really nice restaurant and and you get excellent service Usually the weight person uh, is very, seems very relaxed and just kind of elegant and and compare that to a uh, weight staff at, at a restaurant who's really rushed and frazzled and frantic and they're not present with you and 
they feel burdened, they're rushing around. Uh, it's a totally different experience. Um, but meanwhile, they think they're taking care of everyone. So, yeah, we, I, I think it's 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 for other people and it's for ourselves. It, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be to be happy and to take care of yourself and do things that that make you happy. And and if we focus on our emotions and uh, you know and and always check in with ourselves and and uh, see what do I need right now? How am I feeling right now? I don't think we can go wrong. Because people around us do do want us to be happy unless they're miserable themselves, mm. in which case might be good to reevaluate those relationships. Right, and I like I like your programs because they're simple. I mean, I think sometimes people think they have to make these huge shifts, but they're, your programs are really about making small shifts every day, and before you know it, those subtle shifts become suddenly you've got a different outlook, uh, an outlook on life. Mm. That's right. I love what you said about, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot of people. Every single moment we have an opportunity. So if you're at the store checking out, I mean, you could take that opportunity to ask ask the person how their day is going or just something something uplifting. And we all have those opportunities every moment if we if we really show up and just those little things uplift the tone. And and it's always within our power to do that. You you mentioned earlier about um, when you find yourself, um, I guess you could say, going out of balance or going in the wrong direction. You check in and and figure out how to reset that. So, um, you know, on a regular basis, do you have to allocate check-in time? I mean, how does that work? Because I know um, I can blink. And five years go by, right? So, right. I mean, I, I would like to stay close to my assessing myself, if that makes sense, right? Do I, how would I allocate? Do I have to do that like every morning or? That's you know? a great question. I, I do it in different ways. Cer- certain things become habitual when you practice them over time, uh, meditation and things like that. One thing that I recently had an idea to do, it sounds kind of funny, but um, my son really likes these charts, having charts for things that he's working on and, and rewards, even if they're his own rewards. And uh, and I decided to make one for myself for um when I feel impatient or irritable about something because it could, that it's so easy to, to just get carried away with feelings like that. And before I know it, I lose my temper, you know, it just doesn't feel very good. And so I'm making this chart to, to focus. What basically what it's going to do is that every time I feel myself headed in that direction, I'll remember that chart. That's really the helpful part and uh, not to have to be perfect with it, but if you just have something that can remind you uh, with whatever you're working on and your self-development, um, just having that pause to remember can often get you back on track. So mm-hmm. if I'm thinking, oh, if I lose my temper here, I'm going to put a little check mark on my chart. Um, <laughs> it, it will just even having that thought will remove me from whatever it is that's that's irritating me at that moment. But um, I think it's important to, you know, I have coaches and a therapist myself, and 
um, it is important to have those things because otherwise you can have good intentions, but th- but you don't really make progress unless you set up certain things in your life, you know, mm. certain practical tools. Definite takeaway. Right, right, because it's it's just that mindfulness that every day you're kind of paying attention to your own self-talk, your own areas that are triggers for you, and then how can you shift that? How can you just look at that a little bit differently? And it's just that moment-by-moment-by-moment awareness. So like you said, you're not going to be perfect at it every day but um, in every moment. But just when you have that mindfulness and you just start noticing, like, oh, I'm really going off the charts on whatever this is. Maybe I can pull this back. And then having – I like – I like that he likes using a chart because you can kind of go back and track your progress Mm -hmm. then. So that's a really good tool. Um, We're about to take our second break, Heather. So when we come back, we will talk more about self-love and the new film. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And our guest today, Heather Hans, will be right back. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we are speaking with returning guest Heather Hands, H A N S. That's H E A T H E R H A N S dot com, and um, she's the author of The Heart of Self Love, which really is a cool book. It's like it's almost like an extension of this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Heather, uh, what I like is I like everything that you have become, right? Um, one of the things that stands out when we speak is, again, your pace. It's very grounded, right? So if I was really on fire, I would calm down immediately just talking to you. So, um, you know, is that something that takes practice also? I mean, I would love to be able to slow down, you know? I mean, I just think it's very important in your demeanor. It's just, um, it just works better. Does that make sense? Yes, thank you very much. And uh, I think part of that may be that you grew up in New York City. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you know, that that really, I think, being raised in an environment like that, I mean, you can't help, but it, it really affects your nervous system. Um, I know when I go back there, I love to visit, but, uh, you know, it really kind of shifts the, the way I feel. And, and um, I, do, I do have a ton of energy. I think probably this is just the way I, I sound and present myself, but... Um, that that also too is the self love thing about about checking in and getting to a place of faith and confidence. For me, that's been part of it um, because when I'm feeling anxious, uh, it usually means I'm not having faith about something or yeah. confidence and. Yeah. Uh, and and having faith is not easy because you're you're having to believe in something that you don't see yet. Uh, yeah, and Eva that. always says that you know when the more aggressive people are, especially in the workplace, the, the more you kind of want to give them a hug. 
Yeah, they need a hug, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, and, and I, I just made this video on receptivity and how when you are in a place of receptivity, uh, that's where a lot of the magic can happen. And that's, you know, it's not easy for, you know, A-type personalities anyway to get into that place. And I'm action-oriented too. But when you allow yourself to just be present and receive both what what's going on around you and whatever body sensations you're getting inside, then that's that's really important information for you. And it's yeah. also the yeah. place where you can get a lot of gifts. Yeah. Well, um, awareness um, and even concern. Huh? Right. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about the feature film now. So, you know, you're used to doing these short films and then you have products that revolve around these short videos and stuff. What made you decide to start moving into feature length? That's a big undertaking. It is. It's one of those things, if I thought about everything involved, I would never do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I, it was always in the back of my mind as something I wanted to do. But I, you know, and I thought, oh, I would have help. Um, but it's so easy to just wait around for someone to come in and help. And that's, for me, I just feel like I, I have to do it. I have to make it happen and and the help can come as I go but um, I really enjoy uh, creativity and using creativity in my work and I like film and video and uh, visuals and I like um, being in them as well and and writing and directing them so I just decided I got someone uh, there's a girl Actually, in Ohio, who she and her friends watch my videos, and uh, she's been a supporter for a few years. And she she wrote me and said, "I I really think you should do a a feature film." And and it just kind of came together. I thought, you know, I've I've wanted to do this, and as I said, I like having new projects and new accomplishments, and it just seemed like the right time. And everything, it, it was one of those things where I felt such a strong yes. Right mm-hmm. when I when I had that thought, and it, it's so so rare that that happens. You know, usually kind of wishy washy. You mm-hmm. think about all of the things involved when you're trying to make a decision, and it's, I don't find that I get that strong yes about things all the time. So when I do but, get them, I need to pay attention. But you put a lot of work in your videos to date. Right. And it's very creative. And, you know, you have all your social media accounts and you have these videos that are topic based and so on. So it's almost like it's a natural next step. No, but what I love is that when she thought about it, you didn't think about it. It was just that powerful. Yes. And that's one of those times that when you get that gut feeling, it's like you cannot not go with it. Mm. Right. You cannot not go with it. It doesn't matter. You're not thinking about how am I going to do it? You're just thinking it's going to happen. You just know it's going to happen. So when you're looking at this feature film and it's around relationships, is it is it fictional? How is it going to work? Uh, it's it's going to be based on the all of the relationship dynamics that uh, humans face, and and I'll use stories both from uh, stories I've known clients, my own stories, different types of stories. You know, everyone's identity will be hidden, but um, 
but there'll be I'll, I'll I'll pick the ones that a lot of people face. So the most universal relationship dynamics, and um, and I really want to bring to light things that people don't really talk about, but that are so prevalent in relationships, and. I, I also always like to, to educate and teach what I've learned, so I'm hoping that I can show to what can really help foster healthy, positive relationships. Hmm. So, wow. uh, and, and, and it's also about the, the internal struggle that we all face, um, that it, it's called uh, daughter of a devil, servant of God, and that kind of alludes to... Uh, you know, the gray area and the ethical dilemmas and uh, things we all have within ourselves and relationships. And I do believe that relationships are reflect what's going on inside of us and our relationship with ourselves. And so um, it's, it's, it's like looking at all those pieces of ourselves, warts and all, and making sense of it all. You know, I think it's great because the the thing with relationships is, you know, you might think you have everything kind of figured out and then you get in the middle of a relationship and it's like it shines a light on those areas that you still need work in, right? And so there's nothing like a relationship, be it work or be it personal, where you realize, oh, I still have more work. It's kind of like when Ram Das says, you know, what, once you think you've reached enlightenment, go home for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, go back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See what happens Absolutely. there. <laughs> uh, so true. What I think what I would like to get help in in a relationship um, is things like when your head hits the pillow, share that humbleness that you have, that you really um, not getting to where you want to get to, but you may not be sharing that because you don't want to, feel weak, you know? Mm. Um, and, and I think that if the other person in your life was on a similar page or even a different page, if they can learn to support, um, it's almost impossible to ask, I know. But that would be a great time to learn, like, what goes on when our heads hit the pillow and how do people adjust um, from one day to the next privately. Um, so if you could figure out how to get inside everybody's head, Heather, <laughs> that would <laughs> really exactly. cool. I, I, that, that's actually probably going to be the challenge of the movie is because I want to portray all these thoughts, you know, mm. and I think that what you said is a good point because uh, I'd like to, you know, in relationships, all of our emotions are addressed, including our relationship with ourselves. But, uh, Humility, embarrassment, shame, all these things. Everyone feels these things, uh, inadequacy. And, and what do we do with those feelings? And when is it okay to share them? And, uh, and just somehow, like even if you take one, one emotion like embarrassment, it's, it's very awkward and uncomfortable to feel embarrassed. And yet it can also connect us to other people because that's, our humanity and we're we're humans and we make mistakes and we we're we're all weird in our own ways Mm -hmm. and so just 
you know, connecting. So many people feel isolated and alone, and um, you know, we're we're all we're all here for each other. I believe that all relationships are really to serve one another, even the ones that don't feel good. Somehow, if you can use what you learned uh, to to grow, then that was a positive relationship. Yeah, and you know, I look at this um, even further, right? So. Um, and I know you've um, taken on issues of addiction, fear, loss, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that, um, health, and with your clients. Um, but so we want to go forward. So mm-hmm. it's not only about addressing the fears that we may have in a relationship or the concerns or the humbleness. It's about... Um, getting past them, but then what, right? So especially like you mentioned earlier, you know, don't waste time uh, looking or waiting for your joy. I always say don't get caught watching the paint dry. Um, If I have a mission, how do I get help achieving that mission? Uh, It's in addition to the relationship, right? It's really complicated. So in other words, you want to keep everybody happy in the relationship, but you also want them to grow. Oh, I get what you're saying. So you've got, you've got a mission, right? And you've got these relationships and how do you get buy-in for your mission from your relationships? Right. Okay. You know, what is the perfect world scenario in life? That's not always that easy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not. I, I think that, that reminds me of some of the relationship skills having to do with boundaries and how, each person's really responsible for themselves and how they show up in relationships and being able to to lean on others for support and count on others for support is really important to our well-being and also it's important to make sure we pick those people who are going to do that and who are trustworthy um, because we can't change other people and they are who they are, and it's actually not appropriate for us to try. And so um, I think that something sometimes can cause problems when people want to, you know, we if we if people aren't giving us what we need and we wish they would and we want to, you know, change them, it, it's it's people have to want to. Um, yeah, change. you just have to get so, past it if they don't, I guess, right? Yeah, you have to have yeah. respect for Make that. Make your own decisions, right? Um, it, well, it's kind of the work of Byron Katie where it's the, the whole loving what is, but I've never met anybody that's as, I don't know if grounded is the word is Byron Katie, but she's so unattached to the outcome of what anyone else does. She only worries about, she doesn't even worry about it. She just is just present in how how she's moving forward in the world, and then people are either with her or they're not with her. But it's not an easy way to be. No, um, and we have to take our last break, but we're not done yet, mm-hmm. okay? And before we go, I just want to say heatherhands.com. Guys, we got to go there. we got to learn more about Heather. She's a, a teammate, and she will help change our world for the better. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. 
We are in segment four. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Heather Hands. She's the author of The Heart of Self-Love, How to Radiate with Confidence, and you can get that from her website at heatherhands.com or on Amazon and Barnes & Noble as well. And, you know, this has nothing to do with what we were talking about, but I just wanted to go back to the first segment when we were talking about when, Heather, you mentioned you took a strength test. Mm. I have to confess that I thought you meant, like, physical strength. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> and then I, I realized I was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, let's talk a mm-hmm. little bit more about the, um, about the film and about relationships. Cause I know in the film, you're, you're also talking about moving into work relationships and how do you see like work and personal relationships differ if they differ at all? You know, I think, I think they're the same in many, many ways. And uh, with with personal, especially with intimate relationships, it's, it's more intense and you're sharing more. But the same dynamics apply, like communication, um, staying true to your word, uh, being receptive, all of these things that, that I also call professional skills. Um, they they apply no matter what, and I think that the way you show up in relationships is the way you show up. Period across the board, whether it's work or home. Mm. Uh, so so really, the the better developed you are at relating to others, the the more successful you'll be. Um, you know, like for example, if you if you feel like you. Uh, you don't have a choice and you have to be with with someone who's less than your standard. You could feel that same way about work or a job and, you know, constantly sell yourself short thinking, well, I really can't have more. I need to just accept this. Mm-hmm. Usually you don't find someone who's extremely confident in uh, in one area and then just, having totally different relationships in another. So um, that's that's how I look at it. It's just overall this, the same principles apply. Uh, it's just you just tweak them, tweak them a little bit. But you have to have a lot of faith in what you're believing at that point too, right? Because uh, it could make you say, hmm, I have to leave my job. It's just not. I'm not getting that unconditional yes. Well, that's where that self-love piece comes in, right? I mean, when you really know yourself, I mean, it's really about knowing yourself and what's good for you and what's not, what you need to work through because it's something that you want. Kind of, and, and just correct me if I'm wrong, Heather, you know, like when you're talking about doing the feature film, you know that that's what you want to do. So, if the team isn't right, you're going to move to another team. But that that concept of still creating that film is still there, and that doesn't change because that's such a hell yes as opposed to a hell no. Mm. Um, and I would think it's the same thing with work. When you get really grounded in who you are and what you will accept and what you won't accept, then I think that those decisions become a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right, and and even in intimate relationships, that you know you decide, and a lot of times it is through trial and error. What what I want, what I don't want, what's acceptable and what's not, 
and then moving forward without apology, because I, I really view it that we are all here serving each other, and we're not. It, it, it's not our job to live to make other people happy. We make ourselves happy, and then people around us feel that. So, yeah, I think the more that you are uh, true to yourself and asking yourself, do I feel a yes here, a strong yes? And, uh, you know, like in, in personal re- relationships, it's a matter of are you going to settle for someone because you don't have faith that you can have someone better? Or are you going to, like with the movie, keep the vision in mind that I want to have this type of satisfying relationship. And if this person is not the right one, then I'll keep moving on. So mm-hmm. it, it is. It, it's, you could apply it towards any relationship. Yeah, I love the uh, moving forward without apology. And well, there there's a piece in there that you kind of slid by, but it's so huge because I don't think that people realize this is it's not our job to make other people happy. It's our own job to make ourselves happy. It's not anyone else's job, but so many times in so many subtle and not so subtle ways, you will get pushback from people that you're in relationships in where they're angry at you because they're not happy. And that's a huge, that's a huge, huge thing that you just said, because so many times people just don't realize that, that it's not our jobs to make other people happy. Hmm. That is true. And they, they can resent you for making yourself happy if you're, if they're not doing that. And it really, it does take strength. That, that is not an easy thing to do. Um, you know, because you you can you'll be painted out to be the bad person, um, but that's their stuff, and really that's not our business. Uh, that's their issue to work through. You're not doing anything wrong by taking care of yourself. But that also takes faith and skill and intelligence too, mm-hmm. because we can use it incorrectly. We could say, "I really don't care. If I'm not interested in your happiness. I'm interested in mine." But that could be hurtful. You know, we can't impact others in a negative way. They can impact themselves on their reaction. But we have to take some sort of accountability for that, I would think, right? Yes, and I think, you know, I've had people feel, you know, almost want me to feel that way. Like, you're you're not caring for other people. It's like, actually, this is extremely difficult for me to do because I care. And, um, but... Again, that's there. The way another person behaves is totally their stuff. Even, even if you did something that may be a trigger to them, their reaction is theirs. And all you can do really is be responsible yourself. And I think being responsible is being caring towards others and making an attempt to, mm-hmm. um, you know, try and resolve the issue. But if it's something that's not, you know, not going to be resolved and um you know sometimes you just need to to move on and just let the chips fall where they may mhm yeah no i agree and it's it's a tough one and it's a tough one to be that way too i mean it's a tough one to um really follow those principles and not get sucked into someone else's drama and so i'm i'm going to shift the conversation just a, a little bit with your videos now, you've got so many um, 
videos out on like Vine and Instagram. Which are the ones that you find resonate the most, especially with young people? Uh, that's interesting because they're, I've still tried to figure this out. There are videos that have gotten a lot of views, but not as many likes. And then there are some that, that don't get nearly as many views, but a ton of likes. Um, I think with the young people, they, they like, they like my humor. You know, when I, when I inject humor into it, everyone always appreciates that. That's a healer. Um, and it's, it's, I guess the, the ones I get the most feedback on are the ones that do have that calming, soothing effect on people that just put them at ease. I got someone from something this morning about he's going through a divorce right now. He's just so anxious and the videos were you know, soothing him, calming him. And, um, so that, that has been a big one. And then, uh, I think too, just the, the ones that, that fire people up a little bit and, and help them see their own power and confidence also seem to be well received by young people. Mm. Yeah. I think that, I think the work that you do, especially with young people is so important because they're so influenced by the media, and I'm afraid that they all want to just look the same way and act the same way, and by helping them get grounded in who they are, showing them that we all have a place in the world and that it's important that all of us bring our unique gifts and looks and personality to the world is is makes a huge difference instead so, of trying to make us all look the same. So get that movie done, because that will help. <laughs> Right. It's like so many people think something's wrong with them, but that everyone else gets it in life. And that's so not true. Um, you know, and I really want people to see there's nothing wrong with you. And probably what you think is wrong with you may even be a strength. Uh, and so really that just that shift in perspective and having support is helpful for people. That's terrific. No, it was great having you back, Heather. I mean, it's always good to have you on the show because your your vision and your mission is so so important. Yeah, it's like a vitamin of um, positivity, uh, yeah, hope. Hope, you know. Yes, absolutely. Oh, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be on and speaking with you guys. You you both get it. <laughs> yeah, and we would like to do it again as you move forward with this new project. So we want to stay in that loop. For sure. Oh, I would love to. Excellent. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Heather. Yep. Thank Take you. care. Have a great day. Have a great rest of the day, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you very much. Take care. Um, so it's Heather Hans, H-A-N-S dot com, and you can see there all her videos. She's got a lot of videos out on Instagram, Facebook, Vine. And they're great, they're short, they're inspirational. She also has products, too. And then, of course, the book, The Heart of Self-Love, How to Radiate with Confidence. Man. Do not underestimate the power of loving yourself. Heatherhands.com. She's yep. the real deal for sure. So thank you, Charles. Thank Another you, great e. show. Uh, I agree. We'll see everyone next week. Thanks to our producer as well, Dave Olson. And uh, have a great uh, week. Thanks, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. See you next week. 